This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number 29. Hey, teachers, welcome to the podcast where we do the hard work to uplevel ourselves and have fun along the way. I'm your host, Ashley Wolf, and I'm here to help you rock your world with mindset stories, strategies, and skills that you've probably never been taught before. Let's do the damn thing. Hello, everyone. How are you, my teachers, my listeners? I hope you had an amazing week last week, and in honor of Teacher Appreciation Week coming up, I hope you have another amazing week. I know that there's going to be lots of little celebrations. You're probably going to be getting lots of little gifts and thank yous, lots of thank yous, and my challenge for you is to really take that in and be like, hell yes, I deserve all of this. This is what I deserve. And are you appreciating yourself in equal amounts as others are showing appreciation to you? That's a big one. It's almost like accepting a compliment. Are you, al- are you allowing yourself to accept the compliments and appreciation and gratitude of others? And I bet if there's some resistance coming up, you might also be you know, in a position of acknowledging that maybe you could work on appreciating yourself a little bit more because as I do this thought work and as I grow as a a person who coaches myself on my mindset, I am getting way more uh, appreciative of myself and celebrating my own work for my own self as like the top goal of who I want to find appreciation and acknowledgement from and the approval. I seek the approval of myself. I'm getting better at that. And I want to offer that if you resist appreciation from others, there could be some opportunity for you to learn about yourself and how you might resist appreciating and celebrating yourself. So that's not really what this podcast is about, but for sure, it's like one of those topics that appreciating yourself can tie into almost anything we do related to life coaching. But I want to pause for one moment and appreciate one of my clients Uh, She is a former school teacher. No, she's a former classroom teacher, and she works in an elementary school here in Texas, North Texas, Title I campus, and she is one of my regular clients. And I asked her, you know, hey, tell me, you know, what have you gotten out of the, the mindset work that you've done with me over the last, really over the last year, she's been, um, coming to me pretty consistently. And I've been sharing with her my mindset work. And she said, quote, it makes me more aware of my thoughts and feelings and how much control I do have over them. So thank you so much, Megan, for sharing how this work has helped you in your life. Today, we're talking about aligning with your desires. Uh, Last week, on the podcast where I kind of asked you, you know, or I I offered for you to borrow some of my beliefs and then I gave you some coaching tips. Whenever I was listening back to that episode, I caught myself saying something that I really feel like I I want to make into its own podcast episode and that is when we are aligning ourselves with our deepest desires and our surface desires, 
we will grow into and morph into a version of ourselves and a new version of our life that is like extraordinary. It comes down to the fact, and you've probably heard me say this before, like we define extraordinary for ourselves. Just like we can appreciate something that we have done for ourselves or for others, and it can totally go unnoticed by other people, and we're totally fine with that. I can congratulate myself, and that is all I need. I can love myself, and that is all I need. Aligning with your desires helps you get there. It's one of the strategies or concepts that I hope that I can offer you and help you get closer to living your best life. So aligning with your desires is something that came up last week, and that's what we're going to dive into today. So I just insinuated like deep desires versus surface desires. What I'm trying to get at is <laughs> these two questions were very profound whenever I heard them on a podcast. I don't even know when and where, but it was probably a life coach school podcast with Brooke Castillo. And she was asking someone, what is it that you want? And then they, you know, of course they, they offer up what they want. And then she goes, no, no. What is it that you really want for yourself in your life? And even just it's the same question, but it also insinuates like the first response to what do you want may be one thing. And then if you allow yourself to kind of go to the place where what you think you desire makes you uncomfortable, but like excitedly uncomfortable, that's what that second question is like, no, what do you really want? And then underneath that, and you've heard me say this before, what do you secretly desire for your life that you don't yet have, but you know that you secretly desire it? And even the thought of sharing it with someone can be kind of scary, kind of uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable in the way of like, it's wrong or whatever, which are thoughts that could be examined more closely if you wanted to. But that secret desire that you feel is so impossible that it's like almost laughable. And then you don't even give a second chance to really think about this secret desire of yours being something real and tangible in your life. The great thing is about imagining your answers to these questions is that some of the first steps is creating enough safety for your own self inside your own imagination that it is possible for you to have your deepest desires and your secret wants in your life become real. So creating this safe space for yourself to just, just sit in your desire, just want what it is that you want, allowing that and acknowledging it that it's there is the first step. So I'm going to give you three steps today. Acknowledging is the first step and I'll give you some action points on like how to acknowledge. The second step is going to be solidify, get real clear on what that desire is. And there's some action steps. And then step three is going to be like declare and decide. That's where the action really comes in. So step one, acknowledge. How do you acknowledge what secret desires are in your life? I kind of alluded to it just now. 
you have to tell yourself that it's okay to want what you want. When was the last time you told yourself that it was totally fine, totally acceptable, and totally normal to want what you want for your life? Notice if if your brain offers up, well, I don't know what I want, okay? Call BS on that right away. You do know what you want. You just have to uncover it a little bit. You just have to allow some time for it to come to the surface. The best news of the day is I don't know what you want. (laughs) I only know what I want. I don't know what my son wants. I don't know what my husband wants as far as like their deepest, most true desires for their own life. And we're in the same family, but we're not the same person. So allowing yourself to know what you want can be a process that can be as fast as the snap of a finger, or perhaps it could be days, weeks, months, and years before you truly know. But what I want to offer, like in that time that it takes for you to find out your deepest desires, in my mind, we're actually kind of creating and cultivating that desire in that span of time because it's not a finish line necessarily. Our desires could be like ever evolving, ever evolving and and growing along with the life that we're creating. That goes into, you know, the caveat is no one person or no one life or lifestyle is better or worse than the other. So we can release this story of, I've got to be a better person, so I have to do X, Y, and Z. That isn't the point. So like releasing this, I will be a better person story, or I will be more worthy story if I live a big life or whatever, is something that you could also notice comes up. And the best way to reflect and actually catch these thoughts is by writing them down or typing them out if you prefer typing them out on computer screen. I've got a, um, like a, a, a tablet, a paper tablet, some remarkable, I'm sure there's apps on tablets that you could use. Um, Evernote is one of them where you basically can write down your thoughts and carry it with you anywhere you have an internet connection, you can access those thoughts. But what I like about the remarkable specifically is there's a pen, like a stylus, and I can actually handwrite instead of type. For some reason, personally, that's just a little bit more powerful. That's what I prefer. So you've heard me talk about thought downloads before and how powerful they can be. And if it becomes a routine instead of something that you just do once in a while, then you really can get good at spending quality time with your thoughts, quality time with yourself. This does not mean, because I know some of you are thinking this, this does not mean that the more and more you do it, the more and more perfect your thoughts become. The more and more uh, disciplined your thoughts are, and ergo, you don't have bad ones, quote unquote. There are no bad thoughts. So let's just put that on the table as well. It's almost like this conversation of worthy versus unworthy or not quite 100% worthy, which is a lot of us thinking this shit. A lot of us think, okay, you know, I'm I'm probably 80% worthy. And if I just keep doing this or doing this for others, then I will be 100% worthy eventually. 
There's an error in that line of thinking. Because just by being born, we are 100% worthy. We are humans on the planet Earth. 100% worthy, hard stop, no arguing and no doing that will undo that. But that's something that our work lies and our brain likes to go back to this story that we do tell ourselves that because we did something or didn't do something, we're not as worthy as someone who does better than us. And that's where we get into compare and, to, compare and despair, which isn't where this podcast is going. So step one, acknowledge your desires by allowing yourself 15 minutes a day to write out what's in your brain and really focus on like, focus the brain in on what do I want? What do I really want? Now, what do I secretly want that maybe you haven't told anyone yet? The brain is going to offer you up a bunch of arguing about, well, you don't know how yet, so you're not allowed to desire that. Bullshit. Just because I want to make a million dollars does not mean that I can't want it simply because I don't know how that's going to happen. I can want it any damn way. (laughs) I don't play the lottery, but if I did, That could be one of the possibilities of how, but as an aside, I would much rather bet on myself and invest my money in myself instead of invest money in a lottery system. I almost said scam, but I know maybe that might ruffle some feathers. So a lottery system, Mm -hmm. I'd rather give my money to myself and then be more, way more certain that I can create money, which is a belief that I choose to hold on to. When you write down your thoughts, when you direct your brain over and over routinely, consistently to think about your desires, then you will start getting closer to step two, which is solidify and get really clear. And what I want to pause here and say is you have all the permission in the world to change your desires even after you go through all the steps, (laughs) you can change your desires. I may have insinuated that earlier. Like we are allowed to be a person on the earth who is whatever age you are at this moment and desire deeply what you want to desire, want right now. And then in five months, in five weeks, in five years, you're allowed to desire something completely different than that. It's totally fine. This is just part of the story that you're creating that is your life. Wouldn't you rather write the story of your life going after what you want than going after what you think you should want? Going after what other people want because you think that it's going to bring, you think that's going to bring you happiness? You think that's going to help you feel more worthy? If we can start this process almost like step zero, 100% worthy and life is 50-50. I will not have a better life. I will just have a life that's way more aligned with what I want. So step, step zero, remix. That was my rewind sound effect. (laughs) Step zero, 100% worthy. Life is always going to be 50-50. But I would, I would much rather have a 50-50 life 
aligned with what I deeply desire than aligned with some other standard that someone else created that I think is going to make me happy, that I think is going to make me feel worthy. So take that, you know, and kind of let your brain run with it a little bit. Daily, do your thought work. This is also a step in my Give Burnout the Boot program, which if you haven't gotten the PDF, it's a completely free one-page guide with three steps to giving burnout the boot. In a nutshell, B, it's an acronym. B stands for your baseline beliefs. What beliefs can you fall back on always? About yourself, about your students, about education, about your career, about your teaching style, about your coworkers, your your students. OO stands for overwhelm is optional. If you've been with me for a while, you know that overwhelm is a feeling. And since our thoughts create our feelings, overwhelm is created by something we are thinking or believing. Overwhelm is optional. It isn't simply the truth. And the T stands for thought work daily, which is this practice right here. It is uncovering the um, thoughts, the sentences, the phrases in your mind. It's almost like when you're watching uh, CNN. I don't know if CNN is still a thing. I think I heard a headline the other day that CNN was like crumbling to pieces. Don't know if that's true. MSNBC, uh, BBC World News, and they have like a ticker tape running at the bottom of the screen. And it's like the same kind of five sentences that are the headline news of the day over and over. There are thoughts that we can find that are like running in the background over and over that we think are just the truth about us. And when we stop, when we have a moment to ourselves, when we allow ourselves to freely and openly and in a a really safe way, put our thoughts on paper without judging the shit out of them, that's when some of those baseline beliefs or some of those beliefs that don't serve us so well or that may be keeping us in a stagnant way, they can come to the surface. And also coaching helps whenever we have tools like the self-coaching model, which is understanding what is a fact and what is part of our story that our brain gives us. And then understanding this idea that we get to choose. We get to choose forming our lives and creating our lives that are in line with our desires. We do get to choose that. And having a coach, I have a coach. I get coached 40 minutes every single week. And then I have a mentor for my coaching business that I get 30 minutes a week of coaching on. So that's over an hour, whatever the math is, an hour and 15 minutes of coaching every single week that I get. One of my clients on Thursday, oh my goodness, love her so much. One of my clients on Thursday, she goes, well, now I didn't think that you were a person who would need a coach. You just seem to have it all together. And I almost laughed in her face. I was like, girlfriend, no, because <laughs> my human brain is still a human brain. And um, I need and want coaching now more than ever, because I understand the nature of my human brain. And when a person from the outside, like a coach, gets to see what's going on, they can call me out on the bullshit and they can be like, well, here's something to to consider, right? A coach doesn't just tell you what to do and you do all the things and then your life is better. No, it's not how it works, right? A coach is there to see an opportunity that you may not see with your thinking. They show you your brain. They show you what's going on. 
So when you write down your thoughts, you're showing yourself what's going on and you're allowed to be like, yes, I want to keep that thought. And then you're allowed to be like, well, wait a second. Is this something that may not be serving me so well? Is this something that's really going to keep me in alignment or move me closer to being aligned with my desires? Because the results in our lives are basically the thoughts that we think over and over coming to fruition. (laughs) So acknowledging that was a big old step one. Step two, solidify and get really clear. Don't give it a timeline. Give it your life. How about that? Like, okay, I'm going to get real clear on what I want for the rest of my life. (laughs) Like don't expect it to be like a three month process. That's what annoys me about like habits. Like people say that it takes six weeks to form a habit into, you know, a a solid habit or 21 days of doing something and it'll just be your life. It's like, well, not for everyone. So what if we just say, okay, me solidifying and getting really clear on what I want for my life is going to be a lifetime goal. I'm going to do that all the time. I'm going to do that every day. What fun. I mean, I think that's hugely fun. Being able to give myself the opportunity to want what I want and go after what I want. Hell yes. Hell yes. So when we get really clear, what does that mean exactly? We can categorize our life in ways. And I actually have a part of this in my prioritize you chapter of my six weeks of summer program. It lays out the categories of your life like relationships, health, career, and there's several more. I think there might be eight or nine total. And this is getting clear when you just start to categorize and define what do I want for myself in regards to my health? What do I want for myself in regards to my career? This is where the facts can come in as well. So if you want a health goal, like if you want to eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, that is a tangible, measurable result. And I beg you to stay in line with your desires on this one. Yes, the USDA tells us that we should be eating so-and-so from the food groups or the, the nutrition tree or the the my plate or whatever the hell it's called these days. But is that what you want? So if you have a tangible, measurable goal or result, maybe it's the number on the scale, be very cautious about that because I'm not a weight loss coach, but I know that making the number on the scale mean that you're more worthy is kind of what I was alluding to earlier like you're 100% worthy no matter what is on the scale. You're 100% worthy no matter what you eat every day. Getting clear on what your desires are for each category of your life, writing it out with this background understanding of I'm 100% worthy either way. That's how we can start to direct the brain even more on how. Because the brain, like I was telling my client on Thursday, the brain wants to know every single step of the way, steps one through 25, especially teacher brains, right? Because we are so good at planning. But I also think that most of us are super good at pivoting in the moment. We have planned a lesson, yes, but it never goes 100% as planned. Isn't that so interesting? 
So yes, we get clear, we solidify. This is kind of like in comparison to us planning our lesson. And that's helping direct the brain. Because when we go to plan our lesson, no, excuse me, when we go to present our lesson, we are not holding our lesson plan book in front of us, right? We've done the work of planning. Now we do the work of presenting and getting feedback from our audience, getting feedback from our students, and even ourselves when we have that teacher intuition that just kicks in and we're like, oh, this is not going as planned. But could it not go as planned and be even better? Of course. Or and be kind of like, yep, this is definitely room for improvement. Of course. There's no judgment in that. And we celebrate showing up. We can plan all day long. If we don't show up for our kids, that's when the plan really has not been executed. So when you're thinking of yourself and your desires in your life, and you plan out what you want for the categories in your life and make sure to hit the link in the show notes to get that free chapter one of call prioritize you. That's like our plan. And our execute is step three, declare and decide. Declare kind of goes back to the very like step zero. It's like declare that these wants are totally for you. And that's okay. Like you are allowed. You are declaring these wants for your life. You've told your brain what it looks like in step two when you've gotten really clear. And your brain is probably going to go to work on the how. How to eat five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. You go to the store and you buy more fruits and vegetables every day. Five servings times seven in days in the week is 35 servings. Like it can be a math problem so that your brain doesn't attach to the drama that might come up. Declaring is affirming that you are worthy of these wants. You are worthy of these desires. And then deciding is putting to action what you laid out when you got really clear in step two. You can even pick just one category of your life to really go to work on. Like, You don't have to overwhelm yourself with, oh, great, now I have to go to work on aligning with these eight categories of my life. No, no, all of it is in perfect timing, right? This is not an invitation to beat the shit out of yourself because you are realizing something about your life that you're not in line with your desires. No, no, this is a a celebration of you acknowledging what you want for your life. And then being like, oh, hell yes, I can totally create all of this. (laughs) Like this is the part where it gets really fun. So you make decisions and you make good on your commitment to yourself. That's what this deciding and this, this declaring is. So some of you are going through a, a transitional period in your, in your teaching career, perhaps. We just had the employee banquet. We had retirees. We had years of service. We had teacher of the year announced. And it's like, wow, this is so cool. And of course, whenever you're thinking, gosh, I just need a change. I don't know what it is, but I just need a change. That is your brain being like, hey, we want something different and it's totally okay. Let's flesh this out. So are you going to make good on your commitment of 
leading your life and creating your life into being more aligned with what you want? I sure as hell hope so. I think that will just send shockwaves out into your campus, your classroom community. If you are a teacher who is more in line with what you want in your life, oh my God, look out everybody and talk about like having more fun at work, choosing to love your students so deeply. And I, it's, it might not be explainable, but I think it offers us an opportunity to really just create and shape our, our environments to more of what we're aligned with. You're not going to fall into a job that is 100% aligned with who you are and what you want. You create that for yourself. So if you're going to change uh, campuses, if you're going to change careers, if you're going to change districts, if you're going to change grade levels, don't put all of the responsibility on your future position to give you your happiness. It is not your job's job to make you happy. That's one of the thoughts that I have really stuck with. It is not my job's job to make me happy. And because I believe that, I take on the responsibility 100% for myself to create my happiness through these kinds of avenues of looking into my mind, acknowledging what I truly want, getting very clear on what I truly want, creating more, asking for more of what I want from my principal, asking for more of what I want from myself, and then declaring that I am worthy enough already and that this is just icing on the cake and deciding to take action from this place. I am so honored that you have spent this time with me. If you would rate and review this podcast because it's helped you in some way, I would be so delighted to see what your thoughts are. And if you have a uh, statement to share with me, please email me at ashley at teachermindsetcoach.com. Go get your freebies. Click on that link in the show notes for your Prioritize You chapter and let me know how I can be of service to you. I want to be your coach. The time is now. Let me help you get your life more in line with your desires. All right. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Happy Teacher Appreciation Week. Love you. If you got something out of today's show, I invite you to subscribe so you never miss a future episode. I'd also love to see you in the Teacher Mindset Coach Facebook group so we can nerd out on mindset work as a community of badass teachers. And remember, you can always email me at coachwithwolf, W-O-L-F-E, at gmail.com. Now go be awesome. See you next time.